Good day, nerds. This is Megan coming at you with another Cantina Conversation. Today's episode features a chat with Annie Rains. We're talking about her book, Through the Snow Globe, that comes out on August 22nd. This was a um, super cute book If for those of you who kind of like the hint of magic with the time loop, um, especially this one's for you. And I really enjoyed um, getting to know Annie and just seeing how, how she rose to the challenge, um, not only with the time loop genre, but then the um, women's fiction genre, something that she's never done before. But either way, I'll let you guys get to it. Here is Annie Rains. Okay, today we've got Annie Rains here. We're talking about Through the Snow Globe that comes out on August 22nd. Annie, thank you for joining us. This uh, was such a charming and adorable read. And I imagine, um, you know, (laughs) we get because it's set around Christmas time. So perfect for uh, those colder, that Christmas, ma- you know, that magic Christmas time weather, all that good stuff. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. So I'm excited to chat a little bit about Yay, it today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So um, before we get started, can you give like a little summary so that um, listeners can follow along with what we're talking about today? Yeah, well, Through the Snow Globe is actually my first women's fiction. It's romantic women's fiction, but it's my first women's fiction. Um novel that's come out because usually I write contemporary romance through the snow globe is kind of a groundhog's day meets it's a wonderful life um, story which was my first time writing a time loop as well (laughs) so it is a time loop Diana is the heroine and she she's you know she's down this Christmas because her fiance Linus got into he was riding his bicycle and he got hit by a delivery truck three weeks ago so he's in a coma it's not looking good and she's not having a very good Christmas she's not excited And then she finds a magical, she doesn't know that it's magical, but she finds a snow globe that Linus had planned to give her for Christmas. And her quirky neighbor comes over and kind of, I don't want to say cast a spell, but she, (laughs) she does something with the snow globe and says for Diana that if she shakes the snow globe, she can have one more day with the person she's loved and lost. And so that kind of starts the story. Diana shakes it. She wants one more day with Linus. And the day that she gets is the day of his accident. And she finds herself in a Groundhog's Day kind of loop where she's in the day of his accident and she's trying to save him and stop, you know, the accident from happening. And as she goes along, she learns lessons and she finds out things about herself that's been holding her back. And I can't tell you what happened. Well, you already know what happens, but (laughs) I can't (laughs) say how it ends. But it was a lot of fun to write. I, I can tell you, I imagine, yeah, we'll, we'll try to be, um, spoiler, as spoiler free as possible here. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely want to get into all those, the challenges of you doing it differently, but can you go into, um, your background first and, you know, a little bit more about, um, you know, cause you are published in one genre and now you're check, you know, you step in your foot into this other genre. How did you, what led you to tell Diana's story? I wanted to do something different. I've done um, several series that are small town contemporary romance without that magical element. And I've always been drawn like this. I've had some books that I've written in the past that were never published. And I've always been drawn to that little magical element. It gets me very excited. Um, And I like to read books like that. And I like to watch movies like that. So I really wanted to create a story of my own like that. I don't know. I just started like thinking about things. And I love snow globes. I used to collect them. (laughs) Um, when I was growing up, I had shelves and shelves. And then one day, like I live in a military town, so they were bombing and it shook the house and all of the snow globes fell down. All of them shattered. So that ended my snow globe collection, but I've always been fascinated. So I think that's what drew me to, I want to write a story around a snow globe. 
Yeah, that's that's so cute. And oh, that's so sad about <laughs> your collection. Yeah. Kind of just the universe was like, no, you're done. You're done here. It's like, over. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to piggyback off of that. What draws you um, to like the women's or the contemporary romance? Um, besides, you know, is it kind of just like that feel good? And I think one rule is that like it always has to have a happy ending, right? Something like that. Yeah. Usually romances have to. (laughs) I think that's like a rule for romance. It must have that happily ever after or happy for now. If you don't end it happy, people, readers (laughs) are not happy. If that's what you have marketed your book as a a romance, that's what they expect. And so, yeah, that is kind of a rule with that. Yeah. (laughs) And I am, I, you know, it's like a guilty pleasure. I do. um, Even though like the tropes of like the slow burn or the enemies to lovers or, you know, fake dating, like, I still enjoy all of it. Like, even though it's like, you kind of know where it's going, it's still, if it's done well, like, there are a million ways to tell um, a certain, you know, group of stories, right? And so it's just, you know, getting to know characters and getting to know their story and, um, you know, getting that, like, good feeling out of it and getting that hope and and turning the page and wondering how, when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. Yeah, guilty pleasure, for sure. (laughs) And the thing I like about women's fiction um, is that you can explore more of the deeper topics. So you really do, you know, if you write a romance, your editors and the publishers, they usually want, unless you're writing like a dark romance or something, they want, especially if it's small town and on the sweeter side, they want that fluffy, hallmarky feel to it. But if you write women's fiction, you can really like get into the depths and explore because it's all focused on the woman's journey. So you can get into the nitty gritty and it doesn't focus all around the, you know, the partner. Yeah. Yeah. And Diana is going through it, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Poor girl. I, you know, you're kind of rooting for her and she, yeah, she, she discovers so much about herself, like with each time she redoes the day, like she re-experiences the day she has to go through it again. It's as the reader, I felt myself like, ah, oh, like, what are you saying? Like, why are you saying that? Why are you like, when, you know, when she meets with her best friend, for example, I'm like, why are you starting shit? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. just talk to her. It's okay. Like, come on. Like, shouldn't you understand, you know, like she just doesn't want to hear it. Right. Or she doesn't want to. So she's like done. Like part of me is like, I totally understood where she's coming from. Cause she's, it was really fun to see her having to relive each like moment again and again and again. But it's also like, you feel for her. You're like, Oh God, this again, or, Oh God, she's got to go through the motions again. She's got to go through this day again. And, um, it was really part of me was like, girl, like, come on, like get your shit together. But then another part of me was like, Oh gosh, do whatever you want. Like you're, you're living it right now. You're doing like, you're going through such a hard time right now. And it was challenging to write that day over and over again, because you don't want it to get, you want it to be fresh and new. And so you have to look for ways that are different and you have to like change the character with each day, like make one day kind of mold into the next day and the next without getting, you know, boring yeah. and doing repetitive like things. Yeah, I imagine that because, yeah, like she does <laughs> this first time loop in first women's fiction. How did this experience differ than like what you're used to? If we can kind of keep going that route. I well, let, let me tell you, I had no idea what I was getting into when I chose a time loop. I was like, this <laughs> this sounds like so much fun, you know, and then it's not as easy as I really thought it would be, because when I'm writing a, a romance without that, you know, time, like time, for one, I've always struggled with time, even with my contemporary romances, like 
the editors will say, you know, this is last week and this happened yesterday and, you know, fix your timeline. And here I am writing a time loop now. So the timeline's completely, everything's focused on that timeline. So I thought that was really challenging. I really kind of went in very naive about it. Like, oh, this is the fun. And then when I got into it, I was like, oh, this is really hard. (laughs) Um, So it was a lot harder than my typical books because of that. Because I really had to focus on the time and get everything like just precise and then repeat it the next day and repeat it the next day while making it fresh. Yeah. Oh man. I imagine, but you did, I feel like you did a good job because it was, this is Diana's journey and she obviously has to grow. She has to learn from repeating this day over and over again. And yeah, I imagine like that was really tricky to make sure that as a character, you're, you're making her grow with each, not only making it fresh, but making sure that she's, it wasn't, it's not wasted, right? Like she's learning something, she's going through something, whichever experience. And then she experiences it each scenario, almost like differently, almost every time. And so there's like all these variables and I am, yeah, I imagine it was like really tricky for you to figure out how to do it and then make it make sense. (laughs) And, you know, and it was my first women's fiction. So I really had to nail that woman, like the women's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, she, yeah, she had it, she had it coming from, from everywhere, her relationships, her, like her friendships, her relationship with her fiance, herself, like her self-awareness of, you know, and, and then her career, like you just went for all of it, but it was, like, it was good. It was good. I really, Thank I you. was rooted for her. Yeah. <laughs> um. So kind of, let me see. Oh, so did you, was there any like research involved? Um, I mean, I imagine that it, it was small town stuff. You're not like, you know, it, it's, you're kind of familiar with that whole, you know, that whole setting and all that stuff. Um, But did you, do you usually do research when you start a new project or do you kind of just like, what did you have to do to kind of, you know, fill in, fill in the gaps in your own, um, you know, your own familiarity with, with what you were going for? The biggest, with all of my books, the biggest area of research that I usually have to do is the character's job, because I'm usually not familiar with the job. That was different for this one, because in my day job, I'm an occupational therapist. Okay. So I actually knew all about physical therapy, because I work with physical therapists, and I've been Mm -hmm. working with them for about 20 years. So that part came easy, and I was able to write that. I really didn't have to research too much for that. Um, And, you know, I write fictional towns, so the town of Snowhaven is fictional, in North Carolina, and I'm from North Carolina. Um, but what I found myself having to research because the time loop did get me frustrated because I was like, oh, <laughs> so then I, I found myself researching time loops, like looking at how other people did it and other stories and other movies. And then, you know, there's authors and writers who have written like, this is what you need to make sure you have with the time loop. So I was researching that kind of stuff because I wanted to make sure I did it right. Because if if a reader comes to a story knowing that it's a time loop, they want, they have expectations. So I wanted to make sure I had that. And I also researched like women's fiction because I'm used to writing, you know, a different kind of journey that's not solely focused on Mm -hmm. the woman's journey. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stuff, that's mostly what I did. Yeah, that makes sense. You kind of um, look at how it's been done before so that you have an idea of like, you're not going in, you know, to completely blank, like, are you, do you um, plot usually or outline? I mean, like outline versus like, you're not a pantser, like just going for it. And once you get to the screen or the paper. Yeah, I'm a little bit of both. I okay. <laughs> desperately want to be a plotter 
because you know there's deadlines and if you don't if you don't have that plot then you're you're really like that deadline gets hard sometimes you really need that plot but i find as i will spend so much time plotting and i'm like okay ready to start and then i'll write like three chapters and then the plot just starts going off the rails <laughs> and when i'm writing i have a hard time saying no 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 that's not what we're doing because this is the plot if i'm in the middle of writing and i'm like oh, well, forget the plot. I'll just take it and do it. And then I'm 5,000 words this way. And so then I have to sit down and spend a few more days plotting, get it back on track. And then it happens again. And it happens again and again and again until I'm done. You know, I'm 20 books in now. And that seems to be my process, which is frustrating. It's really frustrating, but it it is what it is because it works. It does work for me. (laughs) <laughs> so like you know when that moment strikes for you to maybe try some a different process um but it sounds like you've tried and then you just c- continue doing it the way that you you've always done it so if it's well, not broke <laughs> yeah because I feel like if if you get that inspiration in the middle of writing and you don't follow it and you just say nope I'm sticking to the plot then it you know if you do follow it that's where the magic tends to happen mm. like I always have the the moments that are my favorites in the book are the ones that I didn't plot and didn't expect. And that totally threw my whole book off the rails, but it was worth it because it was something that I couldn't even think about until I was in the middle of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> you were already like, well, on your way there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's like really impressive. You got like a bunch of books. Um, have you ever considered like, do you, so what do you do? Do you have to like sometimes throw pages away if you have to like, not get oh carried away gosh. things like that like how how does that work because i imagine i think honestly you should just like save them and keep them t- tucked away for a short story like somewhere down the line you know i feel like there's you know there's a lot there there's a lot of opportunity or possibilities there it's so funny that you asked me that because okay my whole summer i was planning on writing something totally different because i i do get bored very easily and i was like oh you know i'm gonna write this because i had time And I had written this book, which is one of my contemporary romances for forever. And I thought it was great. My critique partner thought it was great. And then my editor got a hold of it. And she's like, ah, I'm going to need you to cut about 50% of this and rewrite, basically change the story. Oh, no. So I, this summer, instead of writing what I had planned, because you have to be willing to change and, you know, Mm. go with the, go with flow. (laughs) I wrote about, I cut about 40,000 words and wrote about 40,000 new words. So to alter the story. I do. I did keep, cause when I cut words, I'm like you, you know, I can't delete them for good just in case yeah. I need them. <laughs> so I have them in another file in case I ever need them. Oh, good. Good. Cause you can't, you can't like, you know, totally throw away everything. You know? Oh my gosh. I can't imagine that you like half of the story and then changing the story pretty much. Like, but I will say it's better. Okay, good. (laughs) I did it. And, you know, in the middle of it, I was like, okay, this is much better than it was. I like this. And I'd rather have a better story for the reader and do the hard work than just not do the extra work and have a story that's subpar. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So then um, kind of piggyback on on to mentioning uh, Diana's profession. She's a physical therapist or like, home home visit, but you, you are very familiar with that line of work. So other than like, did you have to like, um, talk to any of your colleagues or anything? Cause I, I'm like thinking about her patients and, you know, like her, her visits and she's re revisiting those cases. Cause she's got an elderly woman and then she's got a teenager. And so I imagine that's like, what did you have to ask like your colleagues? Like kind of like, you know, was this normal? Is this cause I, 
one thing I really can relate to um, with Diana uh, is that she's just like, she wants to keep professional. She's like, yes. you know, but, but like she, and I, I totally get that where she's like, I'm here to work, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, let's, let's stay on ta- on task here. But she's dealing with like, you know, that's fine if like at a desk job. Right. But it does like when you, when you think about the office politics of it, it's, it's, I've learned that the hard way where if I'm just sitting in my corner doing my work, you know, it's different now because of everybody like works remotely. But when I like, if I just sit in my corner and do my work, I've been told, you know, people are like, well, I don't know. Like, I, you know, you just look like you're in the zone. Like you're not I'm like, I'm, I'm approachable. I don't want people to see me as unapproachable. So I yeah. totally relate to Diana where she's just like, no, I'm not unfriendly. Like I'm just being professional. I'm just, I'm here to work. I'm like being like pro- having a professional relationship with my clients or with my patients. And I'm like, no, I do it. I totally get that. But then she learns like, yeah, because she's dealing with people. It's not like, you know, at a computer screen. She, and because it's these people, like something that kind of came to light during her job is that like, oh, um, sometimes usually she's the only person that visits these people or patients. Like yeah. they're, she's the only person that they see. So I, I kind of really appreciated that about her. And I, yeah, I guess like, I think I was just like curious as to how, cause you know, in your profession or how your familiarity with it, like, is that in your experience too? Like, did you kind of have to like, did you learn that? Did you kind of have to like adjust and understand um, yeah. uh, interactions and, you know, things like that? Yeah. Well, I've been an occupational therapist for about, for over 20 years now, just over 20 years. And so I've done, I've kind of done in the hospital and I've worked with all kinds of different patient population. I've done home health and my brother-in-law is a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. So, and I've worked with so many physical therapists in addition with him, of him, that I've kind of seen different personality types and how they work with patients. And so it really did come easy to me. And a lot of times if we're working like, you know, the arm exercises that Diana had her patient doing, occupational therapy will do that as well. We kind of work as a team sometimes in the hospital setting. Mm -hmm. So that part just came super easy to me because I'm so familiar with it. Yeah. Which is good because this was a really hard book to write. So I needed yeah, something right. to be super yeah. easy. <laughs> you needed something. Yeah. You had it like where you weren't completely brand new. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, yeah. Cause when my dad, he, you know, he had, um, a head injury and he had to do like all those like physical therapy, speech therapy and occupational therapy. And I, I didn't, I didn't realize like how much, you know, goes into it it's like yeah they have to learn how to brush their teeth again they have to learn how to like put their socks on you know like we don't know the brain is so crazy to me like because we don't know what what misfired in there like what's still working fine what you know is completely gone and and so yeah that kind of just like reminds me of that where um yeah the human brain is crazy but i imagine yeah like have that I think that's really that's really awesome and cool that you that you were at least familiar with it and you could like kind of use your expertise because I imagine maybe not so many like of your previous works um feature something that you're you've been doing for 20 years right (laughs) yeah no they usually don't usually I have to research so the last book that just published with forever the um, main character was a 911 operator I have no idea how that works and I've done a lot of like law enforcement or like private I I don't know anything about that except for what I see on like detective shows or yeah, something yeah. or firemen. I have, I have no experience with that. My husband's a financial planner and okay. <laughs> I have done one of those, but that was like a villain in one of my books. Oh my God. <laughs> 
So, you know, I try does to give him interesting that? jobs. Yeah, he knows. Did, he does. <laughs> how, how did he take to that? Did he, did he think it was funny or did he, was he like, okay, what are you, what are you saying about this? <laughs> no, he, yeah, he didn't take it personally. Okay. Cause I, you know, they, they did like some financial crimes and they were like in jail and it was the ex-husband. And so he gave me some input on like okay. what they would have to do in order to go to jail for, for this amount of time. Oh, that's so um, funny. That's so f- I know, like financial. <laughs> yeah, it's not the sexiest title in the world. So, like, yeah. not a sexiest fire fireman, firefighter. You know? Right? Yeah, I like to go for those like blue collar jobs. Like, I I love a hero with you know <laughs> that works with his hands, like a carpenter. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Or, but Linus in this book is a toy store owner, and I've yeah. never done a toy store <laughs> owner before, but I really liked that. Yeah, how did that like- process go for you? Kind of developing that um that for him. Well, I mean, it's, it's studying Christmas time. So I thought, you know, that'd be really cool. I love, I love Linus, by the way. Yeah. I, I just really love Linus. I have a crush on him. But <laughs> I thought, you know, kind of like Santa Claus in a way, because he's working with toys and it's Christmas. And I love that he rides his bike, you know, to and from work and it's Christmas time and there's delivery trucks everywhere. So, you know, he gets hit by a delivery truck. There's all of those little elements to me. I found, you know, adding to the Christmas, but they were kind of bitter bittersweet because he's so mm-hmm. sweet and lovable and then he's in a coma um possibly not gonna make it yeah but he, but he might <laughs> yeah might we'll have to see right because yeah. <laughs> you never know because she she goes through the, the day over and over again so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the i had a really doesn't... hard time figuring out how it was gonna end because i was oh, like yeah, she's really? gonna keep going through this day but at, what am i gonna do <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah when's the moment like okay i need to end this for her and for me right (laughs) i i enjoyed linus too and um he i don't know it's it's (laughs) he was just um what do i say uh not collateral damage but you know he he had to be the victim right he had to be the culprit he had to be the the (laughs) the poor the poor soul who has to go through what he goes through so that diana can yeah. learn her la- learn <laughs> learn what her lesson that she's supposed to learn um. yeah I, I think i enjoyed him because when you write romance you know readers a lot of readers really prefer that like manly man and so linus was more of like a what do, what do you call a cinnamon roll kind of character yeah. or a beta hero like he's he's like yeah. sweet and you know he's manly but he's not overly manly he's right you know just a nice really nice guy yeah i know right and and poor diana she's like oh she's just your heart breaks for her because she's realizing it too late right she's just yeah. like what 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 i'm I'm like what am i doing what what was i doing and yeah she's yeah she's she's gotta she's gotta go through it it's like okay come on girl time to put the work in you know yeah so a two-part question um what was the most enjoyable what were the most enjoyable parts to write and then you kind of talked about it but if anything sticks out as like the most challenging parts to write well, enjoyable. I might give you several because I'm I'm remembering back on the book, but I really did enjoy writing Linus's character. Um, I enjoyed that moment when she first realizes, you know, she goes to sleep and it's the first day of the time loop, so she doesn't know he's there yet. And then he's and then all of a sudden he's there, and she's kind of confused, like what is going on. I really enjoyed getting into the story, like hey, here we go. And then you know, more challenging was. As the days continued, keeping it fresh, I think, because, you know, the first several days is like, okay, this is easy, but you don't want it to get repetitive. 
So then it became more challenging for me because I knew I had to do it a few more times to get her character growth while keeping it interesting for both myself mm-hmm. and the reader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But now I bet you feel like you can, you could take on anything, right? Like usually you, you did it and now you feel like, I bet you feel like you can conquer the world because you tackled this like big, big challenge. Yeah. Here. Cause now I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> maybe time travel next. Yeah. <laughs> exactly do it all which yeah, i kind of right. did do that in my in my last one for um the women's fiction because there are the, my contract is for magical women's fiction so i had three and so i've just finished my third one with them so this is the oh, first cool. one in my women my magical women's fiction okay just the smallest touch of magic yeah yeah just uh, yeah just enough you know you couldn't you couldn't go too crazy with like everything Mm-mm. that you were trying to do no it was good it was good and it served its purpose for sure <laughs> yeah 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 um, so what do you hope readers get out of this story? Well, I mean, I really love the question. The, the, the book started with the question, you know, I want to do snow globes and it started with the question of getting one more day with the one you've loved. Like that's always been something that interests me. Like there's a song that Rascal Flats does. Do you know the song? Like it's Maybe. like one more day. I think and it's so. like all I about have... having one more day with the person you love. Uh-huh. And I've always found that idea fascinating because once a person's gone usually you don't know like a lot of times you don't really know they're going to be gone until they're gone Mm -hmm. and then you feel like ah I would have done this I would have said this I should have you know so I really liked exploring that question and I really hope that readers read it it's a good holiday story it's not fluff not as fluffy it's also kind of got like a bittersweet element but coming Mm -hmm. into the Christmas time really thinking about you know spending that time with their loved ones because you never know Mm. when it's going to be the last time you see somebody so really spending that time and appreciating it yeah absolutely definitely i mean as cliche as it sounds that's like it's just it's kind of a big deal right like you really and you don't realize it until it's too late sometimes or yeah something happens where unfortunate happens where you you do learn that and yeah you, you take it more seriously and wouldn't it be great if we had a snow globe to shake to get yeah. one more day? And what would you do with that day? So right, yeah. yeah. Where's where's our everyone needs their Mrs. Guzman, or maybe they don't because I don't know. She, <laughs> but you know, I think she, you know, Diana needed that because I'm saying like, what would I? I was trying to think like if I was in Diana's shoes, like what would I do? How would I approach the day? I I I don't. I think I could see myself doing it the same the same way she would. Like first being like you know because she's got her her job her interview that she's for her promotion that she's been stressed out about and yeah if i had a that seems like to me that seems like a nightmare i had to redo an interview like over and over again although yeah maybe some people uh would be glad to have that chance to like do over it but yeah because sometimes you have those... just like she bombs it like every time <laughs> like girl how do you like no matter what yeah. Oh, and I struggled with that when I was writing it because I said, oh, if I if I had one more day, there's no way I would go to my day job. So I had to make it compelling. Like she had to go for certain reasons. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, patients were dealing with certain things because I did struggle with that when I was writing because I was like, oh, there's no way I'd be going. I get one more day with Linus. I'm not going to work. Yeah, I'm going to spend exactly. the whole day with him. So and then she had to. Yeah, she couldn't like call off her interview like she couldn't. And then. <laughs> And poor girl, she just, you know, she kind of like, at one point, she like at one of her uh, 
instances where she at one of her experiences she like just kind of throws mentally throws her hands up and she's like well it doesn't matter what i say here like oh okay have a nice day like i'm just like goddamn girl <laughs> yeah like, oh so how satisfying would that be though right like as much as like i would hate to go through the interview over and over again it's almost like well it's nobody's gonna remember this tomorrow like I'll just, you know, like tell, just talk back to people, like tell, tell your coworkers, like just, you know, have no filter or whatever, like do just be a, you know, a menace. Yeah. <laughs> just I like, think that oh, was really dude. important to her journey yeah. though, because she was so like professional and polished and held together. And then, so she really needed to snap. So that was <laughs> kind of necessary for her journey. Yeah. 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 She did. Cause she's, I think she was like, time is relative or something like that. And, and, or, you know, forever's not promised. She's like, whatever. She's like, <laughs> it's, I just, I loved how some, at some point she was just so realistic about it. She's like, I don't even care. She's just like, I don't, she's like, what, yeah. what, what, what was this? What, what's going on now? Okay. Like she doesn't, it. it's like, ugh, I, I felt for her. And then you could see like towards the end where she kind of, it starts to get to her where she, she's like, I can't do this like over and over again. She's like, I can't take, knowing what's going to happen to him and there's nothing I could do about it. And then it's just like, it it just keeps happening and she's struggling to, to break out of it. Like that's, I think that's like, for me, that's when I started like feeling for her and I was like, Oh, come on. Like, is she going to get a break? And so it was like, yeah. yeah, at that point where I was like, okay, let's go, let's finish. Let's, let's like, I kept, kept turning the pages. Cause I just want to, I was, I was rooting for her. I was feeling for her. I was rooting for her. Yay. Well, that makes me glad. That makes me yeah. happy to hear. <laughs> so what advice do you have for Diana? What advice do you have for Linus? Oh, uh, um, Diana in the beginning or Diana at the end? I know authors ask me this and I haven't given it much thought. I would say it'd be e- like if, cause if you said Diana at the beginning, if she followed your advice, there'd be like no story, right? Like, right. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Like, how about Diana at the end? Oh, Diana at the end. I feel mm. like she's been through it and she's learned her lessons and you know, she's, She's hopefully come through her entire arc that she's, you know, the journey of the story has brought her to. Um, so I would just say, like, just appreciate every day because that's the whole point of, of the story. You know, getting that one day and like appreciating the time you have with people and not being so guarded and closed off and really valuing those relationships and putting putting yourself into it and not holding back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about for Linus? Not to ride his bike to work and get hit by delivery trucks. How about that? (laughs) Yeah, stay out of the path of delivery trucks and he'll be fine. Because he's pretty good. Like, he's pretty good. Just like, you know, pay more attention. (laughs) Pay more attention when you're riding your bike. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Poor kid. Um, Okay. So what is next for you? Are you working on anything that you could talk about? Um, well, I, you know, I ha- I write the contemporary romance. So I have um, one that I'm finishing up, the one that I had to rewrite this summer, you know, half of it. Um, I'm finishing <laughs> that up now and that's going to come out in um, the spring of 2024. So next year, that's the Finders Keepers Library. Um, so no magical elements there, but I have another women's fiction with magical elements like through the snow globe, which is coming out next summer, which I'm really excited about. It's called the charmed friends of Trove Isle. So it's focusing on a charm bracelet, which is a kind of like the snow globe. Um, got a little bit of enchantment, very small magic, um, bringing friends together after a tragedy that happened in, in like their teenage years. 
So I'm very excited about that one. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll be interested to see how, cause yeah, I think um the whole magic part of it, I think it's, there's much more possibility when there's more than one person in on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like the sisterhood of the traveling pants where yeah. they like trade off the pants in the, in that book. But for this one, they're trading off the charm bracelet and there's, you know, different things that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, what's his name? Was it rusty? Like the, the child that, um, Diana meets Dustin, his name? Dustin, right? They say yeah. rusty. I was almost there. No, <laughs> you were there. <laughs> Dustin. Um, so was that kind of like where you were, where you were exploring like the whole time loop theme? Cause I don't know if this is a spoiler, but Diana discovers that he, he's kind of stuck too. Yeah. Now, I don't know, like, was that, how, how did that process go when you were like trying to figure that out or wanted to add? Was that just like you wanted to help, like help her along or add, add something that would also, just continuing to help her grow and helping her like, yeah, that was, you know. that was one of those tangents. So that wasn't planned and I'm writing okay. the story and then there's a kid in the store and then I'm like, Oh no, I didn't, I didn't plot this, but so he just kind of popped <laughs> up, showed up. And I, went, he went, I went with it. Um, Cause I thought okay. it would be interesting to have somebody else experiencing the time loop with her. Yeah. Was it yeah. just hers? Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. Cause what he was like eight. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and once you I write think... them, you can't delete them. You can't delete a whole child. You have to keep them on the page. So, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I know because I when I when he came up, I was like, oh, what's going on with him? And it's like, okay, cool. Like now he's a part of it now. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, what's going on with this kid? Okay, like we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. All right, Dana, you got a little bit of backup, but not really. Like, she... <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can readers and listeners find you online and on social media? So um, on social media, I'm at Annie Rains Books. So that's for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, at Annie Rains Books. And my website's www.annierains.com. So it's just my name, Annie Rains. And then if you go to my website, I have a little pop-up that helps you join my mailing list. So if readers want to join my mailing list, a newsletter comes out once a month. And it will give like all the good stuff about new releases and you know teasers and all that kind of stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Through the snow globe comes out on August 22nd. Annie rains. Thank you. This such a, like I said, cute book, perfect for like Christmas time, uh, people who are into time loops um, into the little hint of magic. This definitely would definitely recommend this one. Um, But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was a great chat. And there you go. That was Annie Rains talking about through the snow globe that comes out on August 22nd. Check out the show notes for links to find her book and find her online and on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, the nerd cantina and cantina book club. If you need um, any book recommendations, check out my reviews on thenerdcantina.com. And if you are enjoying any of these books, go ahead and hop on over to Amazon or Goodreads and give them a rating. It really does help the authors out. Um, but as always, thank you guys so much for listening.